All right, good to see everybody Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Can't believe it's Thursday already. The weeks just fly by. We're going to hop right into it tonight. Illuminati bot video. Let's talk about BlackRock. I haven't always mentioned them a lot, but have never actually done a real segment on them. Changing that tonight. Let me set the table with this video. BlackRock CEO and his demonic pals. Play it for me. You, you now make a point of that's, a, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change. And this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Uh, 54% of the incoming class are women. We, we added four more points in terms of diverse uh, employment this year. And it, if it, you know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, it, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development, as Ken said. And ultimately, it's still going to take time. But I am just as much shocked as Ken is that we have not seen more opportunities. We're going to have to force change. Again, now this is the largest asset manager in the world. I believe their their assets are worth $11 trillion, something along those lines. Can't remember exactly. It's in the trillions. Don't hold me to the $11 trillion, something along those lines. But this has got nothing to do with them caring about gender, caring about equality, even caring about equity or, out, or equality of outcomes or anything like that. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is them setting the rules. They set the rules. And and just remember this too, because you'll hear Vanguard and BlackRock and BlackRock and Vanguard and are they two separate institutions? And I don't think anybody really knows whether Vanguard is separate from BlackRock or BlackRock's separate from Vanguard, which is another multi-trillion, Vanguard is another multi-trillion dollar asset manager, which are in collusion with the CCP, just so everybody knows, BlackRock is. But the largest shareholder in Vanguard is BlackRock. And the largest shareholder in BlackRock is Vanguard. Just keep that in mind. And what they do is they set the parameters of the game. And if you don't comply with the, with the parameters of the game, the rules of the game, or the rules for entrance, what they've set themselves up as are the worldwide bouncers at the bar. You're not allowed into the bar. You're not allowed into the restaurant. If you violate their ESG rules, their DEI rules, diversity, equity, inclusion, environmental, social governance, they have to force behaviors is what he's saying. Now, how would they force behaviors? Because everybody is going to these people for money because everybody is basically broke. Yeah. Vanguard, Aaron just put up Vanguard's worth 7.2 trillion. BlackRock's slightly bigger, somewhere around 11 trillion. That's how much they are. Now, remember, we bring in the United States every year $5 trillion worth of taxes. That's how much they are worth. Our GDP is about $20 trillion. That's how much they're basically worth half of American annual GDP. And if you combine them both together, they are the American GDP. So that's what it is, is they really set themselves, and you hear me say it all the time, you watch this podcast all the time, you know, leveraging the, 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 the leftist bourgeois uh, globalist agenda is to leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's what COVID's about. That's what climate change is about. That's what transgender politics is about. CBD, CBDC is about. 
social credit systems. If you go into the book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16, and 17, which I mention all the time, that it causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that mark in the following verse, Revelation 13, 18, is the number of a man. That's going to be a social credit system. A social credit score, actually, under the form of a quantum dot tag two, starting in a QR code on devices. But what they want to do is set the parameters for all entrance into all merchandise, whatever that merchandise is. Sounds very generalized, what I just said, but that's what they want to do. When you are the largest asset manager on the planet, you have the leverage to do it. Because what you do is you say to these companies, where you own majority stock or majority minority stock, whatever it may be, which is what they did with Fox. And right after, right after BlackRock bought a minority majority stock in, they're the largest minority owner of stock in for Fox. Fox News is now BlackRock. Tucker Carlson was fired because they set the parameters for entrance into the game. They set the parameters, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by people like Larry Fink, who is a baby butchering, CCP collaborating monster, demonic monster. And when the, the, do you think Larry Fink honestly believes that a man that has taped up his genitals and is twerking in front of an eight-year-old girl is actually societally beneficial? He doesn't really believe that, nor would he ever live that way, nor would he let any of those people actually come into his mansion through his gates, through his armed security, which you're not allowed to have gates or, or you're not allowed to have, you're not allowed to have a wall, you're not allowed to have, allowed to have guns, which is what he, he's all part of that too. And they're going to force these behaviors. Why would he force you to have transgenders on your board? Because that's controlling the access point. They just put all these different check marks in. Vaccines, CBDC, you will approve of transgender politics. And once you let them in the gate, and that's what's so funny about watching liberal politicians or COVID-caving Christians or liberal pundits and liberal correspondents, liberal journalists, they think that their collaboration and their cooperation with these things and their propagandizing of these things is going to spare them from the consequences. It will never spare you from the consequences. Because what they will do is they will turn on their own liberal, their own liberal allies. Because these people are not liberals. They're actually socialist progressives. They are Stalin, Hitler, and Mao. That's who Larry Fink is. That's who Klaus Schwab is. Klaus Schwab's dad was a very devout Hitler-following Nazi. That's who these people actually are. As you always hear me say, demons don't change. They use the same tactics over and over and over again. Same tactics they used in the 30s are the same tactics they're using in 2023. But what he simply wants to do is use these things as check marks for your global identification pass, your access into the, into the one world commerce system controlled by Larry Fink, the Democratic Party, the World Economic Forum, the CCP, and the, and the globalist leftists, which are all the CCP is no different than the DNC. They're the same people. Doesn't matter that the DNC, those people qualify as Americans. Really what they are, are communists. They're China, they, they don't. They're allies with the Chinese party. You mean the Chinese Communist Party. So that's all that this has ever been about. Every single thing that you're seeing right now is to control you. That's it. And when Larry Fink says, you know what, we're going to, he just said it, we're going to force behaviors. Does that sound benevolent to you? And what they do is they say, you know what, in order for you to receive BlackRock money or BlackRock's going to, you know, you know, plunge your stock into oblivion, whatever it is. And I, again, I don't have any proof of any of this. I'm, I don't know, and there's so many layers. It's just like I always talk about when we talk about YouTube. Try to find out who actually owns YouTube. I know Google owns YouTube, sort of. 
but try to find out who owns Google. It's like split up into so many different, really, you know, companies or whatever you want, shell companies maybe, I don't know. It's almost impossible to find out who is actually the majority owner in many and many companies today. So why does Target basically commit corporate suicide? They've lost tens of billions of dollars. I just saw a stat for it with Bud Light's down 41 billion. Oh my. I mean, Anheuser-Busch down 41 billion dollars. Why would they do that? They're doing it because their behaviors are being forced. I'm not saying it's by BlackRock. I don't know. But it, what is BlackRock's investment? And you see, it's just like with Pfizer. What Pfizer does is Pfizer starts a new company. We'll, we'll just call it Blue Tactics. So they start a company called Blue Tactics, and they launch a vaccine out of Blue Tactics. It's actually owned by Pfizer BioNTech out of Germany. That's what they do. And then when that, then that vaccine kills people, you can't sue Pfizer. The parent company uses sue Blue Tactics. I'm just wondering if that's how it's all linked together. And then what happens is, is so many people divest in these stocks and they drive down the stock costs. Here comes BlackRock, who was maybe the majority minority owner, now becomes the majority owner. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But it's very strange how these companies just commit corporate suicide. Target is hemorrhaging billions, not millions. You see, the, I don't know how they afford it. It's just, you know, Aaron and I have discussed this. And we were wondering, how is it that CNN stays on the air? They, nobody's watching. Yeah. They have like, like 300,000 people watching. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I'm looking there yeah. for everybody else. I'm looking the wrong way. I have to like learn to go like this when I'm looking in there. <laughs> but we just, we were wondering, well, it just turned out that BlackRock is a major owner of CNN. Yeah. And I, 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 I know it's CNN, but how did they survive? Because of infusions of cash. Yeah. So for, if CNN wants to survive, then they will have to have DEI. Right. They will have to be vaccinated. Their, their access to the world is controlled by their corporate masters. Yep. That's the point of all. And what the DNC wants and what Joe Biden wants, what Kamala Harris wants, because they don't think it'll ever turn on them. Joe Biden is a global dunce. They'll turn on him first. <laughs> They'll turn on Joe Biden before they turn on me. Oh, yeah. He's such a global dunce. All right, let's look at this one. Illumin uh, where am I at? Uh, okay, where, where am I at? Oh, yeah. Coronavirus plus you. I was writing notes all over everything. I can't tell where I'm at. All right, brace yourself, New Zealand. Markets don't, this is, this is uh, another quote from Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like totalitarian governments. Play it for me. I'm pleased to announce that the government has worked with BlackRock over the recent months to launch a first-of-its-kind $2 billion climate infrastructure fund. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually totalitarian governments where you have a uh, understanding of what's out there. With the goal of making New Zealand one of the first countries in the world to, re re to reach 100% renewable electricity. Behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock we are forcing behaviors. It will be BlackRock's big, largest single nation decarbonisation investment to date. And democracies are very messy, as we know in the United States. Uh, you have opinions changing back and forth. I don't think that it's an understatement to say that today is a watershed moment in our transition to 100% renewable electricity generation. Meeting with the main man, founder Klaus Schwab. And our goal of net zero emissions by 2050. See, it's just like I tell you, all of this is actually one singular agenda with many tactics. Larry Fink is all in on DEI all in on ESG, all in on masking, 
all in on vaxxing, all in on CBDC. If you find a masker, you'll find somebody who likes to slaughter the unborn. They're all in it together. It's all, they're all in it together and they're all, they all believe the exact same way. If you find somebody who loves vaccinations to save lives, they're the ones who abort 60 million babies a year. They're all the exact same demonic person. You saw them there. You're sitting there with, with New Zealand talking about $2 billion climate infrastructure because if you believe in climate, you believe in masking and aborting. They're all the exact, they all believe the exact same narrative. The exact, exact same agenda. They're on board with it all. When you see them involved with DEI, then of course they believe in climate change. If you see that they're involved in ESG, well, of course they're five times vaccinated because they're all part of the same agenda to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. Do you think that Larry, Larry Fink actually cares about CO2 emissions? No. What he wants to do is make it part of, remember, leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point right out of the book of Revelation 13 and 14. And, and then with a single access point, controlled, let's just use Larry Fink, controlled by Larry Fink. So Larry Fink controls your access to everything. He doesn't care about how he controls your access. He, like, he doesn't care about the, the tactics that he uses. What I mean by that is he doesn't care about CO2 emissions. He doesn't care about transgender people. He, he doesn't care about COVID. He doesn't care about whether you're vaxxed or not. He just uses that to control you. Like, you, you can't come in unless you're pro-ESG, pro-DEI, pro-transgender, pro-abortion, pro-vaccinating five times, pro-lockdowns, pro-masking, pro-climate hoax, whatever it is. Because they're all the exact same agenda. They're different tactics, but they're exact same agenda to control you from entering into the global commerce system. That's the point of it all. Everything you see, every last, whether it's a willing pawn, or an unwilling pawn. Not even they're not even unwilling pawns. Unknowing pawns. Yeah. How much? How much do? How much do the you know, the the street level transgender people know? Not much. They don't know that they're pawns to try to control you and me. They don't know that they hate you and me. But they don't know that they're pawns to the globalists who will execute them first. Yep. They don't know that, but that's what they are. So and you know, there's all sorts again, like you hear me say all the time, many tributaries to the river, victims of this agenda are children, child trafficking, open borders is another tactic to control you. Lawlessness is another tactic to control you. Because if there's mass lawlessness, then they can constrict uh, various laws, come and take your guns. We have, we have a massive outbreak of murder since Joe Biden has taken office. Murders in this country up 25% in two and a half years. Never has happened in the history of this country, ever. I don't care what anybody tells you. That has never happened before. And that's all on purpose. The lawlessness that you see, uh, the, 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 the various felons. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. Various felons, because they'll say, you know, if I call people crossing the southern border felons, you're deeming them all felons? Well, I'm calling them all criminals because yeah. they're breaking the law by crossing the border. Yeah. They're breaking the law. I don't, and I don't care about how they're doing their processing centers, the Biden administration, their legal processing centers at the ports of entry in Mexico. These people are still not being properly processed. The, you know, of course, the, you know, with mass profits for Democratic uh, Party-controlled NGOs, which includes Catholic charities, by the way. But these are all, these are all, they're, they're mass, they're sending mass, you know, mass volumes of criminals into this country on purpose, China, Chinese military age men in mass flowing into this country. It is all on purpose. And they, and we have mass lawlessness 
for the purpose of them constricting laws on you. Mass gun, and, mass gun crime increase. They come in and say, we just need to confiscate guns. It's all on purpose. They don't care about guns. They all have guns. They're all, Larry Fink has 24-7 security. Mark Zuckerberg, 24-7 security. Armed security. Of course. Oprah Winfrey, 24-7 armed security. Biden, Obama, 24-7, all the Bushes. 24, and they want to take your guns away. And yes, yeah. I include the Bushes in that. All right, so look at the, let's look at this one. Liberty Times and, policy, and Policies tweet. Am I in the right spot? Yeah, I am. All right, BlackRock, here we go. Under congressional investigation for exacerbating an already significant national security threat, House, House Committee investigating two mammoth asset management companies over their links to companies that support, told you, Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. They misprinted, she said, uh, Liberty, Liberty Times puts Chinese com- Community Party, Communist Party. <laughs> community partners. Yeah, community, yeah, community <laughs> partners and good neighbors. Now we're just like, you know, we're together alone. <laughs> But that's, that's, that's what they are. It's all the same. CCP, DNC, same thing. Have the exact same vision for the world. Haves and have-nots. And if you just proportionally put it out of 100 people, not globally, I'm just using it. Okay, I'll just use it. Out of 8 billion people, you'll have about a million, maybe, that are the haves. Mm-hmm. That'll be it. And really, it'll be, about, maybe, it'll be probably a couple, a couple hundred thousand, if that, that are the haves. The rest of, the rest of us will be have-nots. Same exact vision. CCP, same vision as Larry Fink. Exact same vision. CCP right now controls access to everything in their country. If you jaywalk in China right now, they have technology set up everywhere. There's not one square. You want to talk about dystopia in 1984. Everywhere in China, which is who Justin Trudeau wants to emulate, Larry Fink, remember his quote? Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like totalitarian governments. That's what he liked. So he's all in on the CCP, and we just read it that he's under investigation for collaborating with the CCP. <laughs> Weird how it all just seems to work together, doesn't it? Because they have the same demonic vision. Yep. They, are, they are tools. They're either demon-possessed or tools of the Antichrist spirit. That's what they are. That's who these people are. Antichrist spirit is Satan's spirit. That's, what, that's just Satan himself, whatever it is, influenced by demonic spirits. That's, that's, that's who these people are. You're like, Tom, you're getting off into the weird, weird realm. Well, then you don't, don't believe the Bible. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell, don't have access, leverage you into a one-world co- commerce system with a singular access point controlled by the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist, progressives. That are actually, these are actually Hitler wannabes. It, it is that bad. They call us in there. What are you and I? 467 people on the platform right now. As many of you are watching on other platforms other than Rumble, switch over to Rumble. What similarities do you and I have with Hitler, with Mao? What what similarities do you and I have? We don't have any similarities. We don't censor. We don't force experimental Mengele-style vaccines on anybody. We don't do any of those things, do we? we? And they'll say we're Hitler because we don't, we're trying to, Harm the trans community? How are we harming the trans community? <laughs> because I don't want them to have a 48-year-old man with a taped-up penis tweaking his genital, twerking his genitals in an eight-year-old's face. Uh, you wanting that makes you Hitler. Yeah. Right. Hitler was the pervert dating underage women. Yep, exactly. Not us. Okay, that's, that's him. So what do, what do you and I have? We don't censor? Oh, and who kills everybody? Hitler's the killer, murderer from the beginning, just like Satan himself, John 8, 44. Who do we kill? Nobody. You know, the FBI just investigates the guy out in Utah. He's dead. There's nothing coming out about it. The guy made a threat to Biden, threat to 
Democrats or whatever it may be, which I don't agree with doing at all. But how is it that he ends, why is it that somebody who threatens Biden ends up dead and the thousands that threaten Trump end up always, are always alive? We don't kill people. The left kills people. Who's not, I mean, you look at the border statistics now as far as deaths in comparison to Donald J. Trump. It doesn't even compare the fentanyl deaths in comparison to Donald J. Trump. Biden's averaging over 105,000 fentanyl deaths per year. Everybody dies. Who's more like the Nazi party? Us or the left. And by the way, the Nazi party was national socialists. Yep. It's just so blatantly obvious. It's amazing how we ever let the left, even, even, I don't mean this literally, even speak. I mean, they can speak, they can speak all they want. But why anybody would ever take it seriously is beyond me. Like, I've just stopped right now. I don't even respond to the propagandist Goebbels sites on Twitter anymore. I used to, oh, Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, and all the other idiots on there. Madi, Hassan, and all of them. I don't even respond to them anymore because they're just clickbaits, propagandists. They're Goebbels. Yep. That's what they are. They don't believe one word they're actually saying. They just think it's going to perfectly, uh, it's going to personally profit them to be a leftist. So they if they thought it would personally profit them to be a right winger, they'd be a right winger. They're soulless, principleless hacks. That's what they are. They're just people without an ounce of human dignity. All right, onward. Here we go. Where am I at? American First Legal. Yep. Yes, sir. Breaking. We filed a shareholder lawsuit. Just showing you off of BlackRock now. We filed, but again, I don't know if we're off of BlackRock. I, I don't know. We filed a shareholder lawsuit against Target in federal court over its misleading statements to shareholders about monitoring political social risks, resulting in a $12 billion loss <laughs> due to its recent promotion of queer, transgender, and by the way, this is a, this is a sweet Twitter post in comparison to what I would put, but also Satanist propaganda yeah. to children. So queer... So homosexual sexual activity to kids, transgender sexual activity to kids, and Satanism to kids, and it results in a $12 billion loss. But again, it's the same discussion that I have with Aaron. How is it that Target just continues to have these multi-million dollar commercials on all the time? Yeah. They don't appear to have lost anything. How is that possible? Where are they getting their infusion of cash? Mm -hmm. Is it taxpayer cash? Is it our retirement funds that are being flown, that are being... uh, uh, flowed through Vanguard and BlackRock into Target? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not saying it is. But it's just very weird how these, how these companies just commit corporate Harry Carey on themselves. $12 billion loss. And then literally this all started like four months ago. Yeah. They lost $12 billion in like three or four months. In a quarter. In a quarter. <laughs> I mean, $12 billion? All right, let's go to the next one. Here's Disney. How, how's Disney doing? Let's look. Disney Plus sheds record 11.7 million subscribers. <laughs> that's so much. World records. These are all Biden records. Yeah, that's crazy. Fantastic. Great job, Disney. 11 point. They thought bringing Eisner back would save the day. Oh, but it's not. Because you know why? Because Eisner's going to capitulate. If he came in and just leave this up. If he came in and ran it the way that he ran it before, which was no politics, then it would go up. But he's going to bend his knee. He's going to just like Eric Bowling. You'll see it in the post game. Eric Bowling interviews Donald Trump and then does a, I'm trying to think of exactly the verbiage for it, a proactive, uh, just again, he's getting out of what he did was he makes a statement afterward. I'm trying to think of the right word, but I can't think of it. So Bowling comes in afterwards and says, after he interviews Donald J. Trump, um, speaking for Newsmax, we acknowledge that Joe Biden was the lawful winner of the 2020 election. Yeah. <laughs> so he is, why would you say that? Because he's scared to death of being sued, so you just bent your knee. 
You just bent your knee is what you did because they're afraid of a Dominion-style lawsuit, which Fox would have won. Fox would have won unless it was in a D.C. court. Right. Fox would have won. Of course, maybe Fox is headquartered in New York, and they don't think they can win. I don't know. But that's, you're just bending your knee, and that's what I said. You're going to lose. You go woke, you're going broke. Newsmax, you're going to go broke doing that. It's, you know what? I'm not, I have no interest in Eric Bowling now. Yep. No interest in Newsmax now. I'm not saying I'll never watch him. I just, you, you know what? You bend your knee. I have no interest in you. Because I've never bent my knee. I never wore a mask. I never locked down. I, of course, never vaccinated. I never shut down. I never stood six feet apart. I never washed my hands over and over again. I never did any of those things. My life never changed at all. Matter of fact, in some ways, it was advantageous for me because the roads were empty. Yeah. It's great. I could drive wherever I want in five minutes. It was awesome. It's fantastic. Every day was like Christmas morning. <laughs> I could drive wherever I wanted. So Eisner could just say whatever he wants. But they just said they're hemorrhaging 11.7 million subscribers, announcing pri- And then here it is. I just wonder who, who's giving these people financial advice? Announcing along, so they lose 11.7 million subscribers. You'd think you'd want to do some sort of ad campaign to get subscribers back. But instead, they announce a price increase and password crackdown. <laughs> who, I mean, who are, are these business people? Or stupid idiots? Amazing. Here's a little, a little tidbit from the article from Forbes. Subscribers saw a considerable decline. Disney Plus subscribers fell from 157 million to 146 million, a loss of 11.7 million. More than doubling last quarter's decline. Eisner's doing a great job. He said he had last quarter's decline was about six million, and he doubled it to eleven million. And it included a decrease of of three hundred thousand in the U.S. and Canada, where subscribers fell forty six million. It's just the second time, and I will tell everybody who's got Disney Plus, dump it now, dump it, get rid of it. It's garbage. I mean, anything Disney. I'm, I'm not going to Disney. I'm not, listen, if you go to Disney, I'm not going to jump your case because not every, listen, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to boycotts. Everybody is because is Walmart not woke? I shop at Walmart. I, listen, I, you just have to draw your lines. You go to Disney, ain't going to hell for going to Disney. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't go to Disney. There's a line and they're cross, they've crossed it. You start grooming kids. If Walmart starts grooming kids, I'm going to have to find another place. I just have to exclusively go to Publix until Publix starts grooming kids. And then what do you do? I don't know. Deer hunting, I guess. <laughs> deer cre- uh, decrease to 300,000 in the United States. What would you put up for me, Aaron? Basis subscription to Disney Plus? Yeah, that's, yeah. Is, seven, is 799 uh, total loss, 93 million? Yeah, for 11.7 million subscribers. Holy cripes. <laughs> Woo! $93 million. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Wow. It's just... Uh, so they lose 300, a decrease of 300,000 in the United States and Canada, where subscribers fell to 46 million. It's just the second time Disney Plus has taken a hit in North America. Last quarter was the first. So it's the only second time they've ever taken a hit, and the first time was last quarter. Whoops. And they doubled last quarter. <laughs> Things are not going their way. And by the way, let me just state this for everybody. We are winning. Yep. We're winning. Now, I've never been, I hate alcohol. Uh, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. I, I, I hate alcohol. I mean, I do. But, you know, you drink, as long as you don't get drunk, you ain't sinning. But still, I don't know where you can determine whether you're drunk or not. There's but no anyway. <laughs> but I, I hate alcohol. But, you know, the thing is, Bud Light people are usually my kind of people. They usually are. And yeah. they're kind of my kind of people. And every, all of us have stood up. I never bought any. I don't think I've ever, since I was a teenager, 
I'm trying to think if I've ever bought any alcohol outside of maybe buying wine for people at dinner at some point that I for dinner I paid for. But other than that, I've never bought any alcohol in my life. But I, Bud Light people are more my kind of people. So we are, we've risen up and we're winning. This is a huge loss. They're in tabulated nine, close to $94, billion, $94 million they've lost in a quarter on Disney Plus subscriptions. Just Plus subscriptions. Yeah, just Disney Plus subscriptions. That's it. We're winning. And like I told you before, Bud Light's down, or Anheuser Bush is down $41 billion. Oh, my gosh. Target's down this year $11 billion. It may just be the quarter. I don't know. Now, I want to show you that this is woke, go broke. Now, this is woke, go totalitarian. You've got to see this. Libs of TikTok video. Police in UK, they arrest a girl. This is an arrest, and like this will never happen here. Bull freaking crap. They were trying to fire. They were trying to find. I can't remember the exact fine. Total. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think it was a quarter million dollars each, but again, don't hold me to it. You don't think totalitarianism can happen here? We've already seen it happen. How many of our, how much of, how many of our rights have we lost just in the last couple of years? Well, I mean, we're banned off of platforms that are operate, uh, operating under statutory requirements to allow you to have free speech on their platforms because they're not a publisher of their platform, i.e. totalitarian Facebook, i.e. totalitarian YouTube, which have, which have exemptions in federal government. They, they actually they have, they have exemptions where they cannot be sued, liability exemptions via federal statute that says that you and I are allowed to say anything we want on there outside of violence and pornography. And we get banned all the time. Of course, nobody does anything about it. They should be sued into oblivion. In some ways, they are. Basically, what's happening in Missouri, Louisiana, and more than that, I, I didn't get to it. I don't, I've got a whole, I'm, again, I've got so many different exposés. I've got Cabal Media Exposé, where I, I can't remember how many, how many other states, 10, 11 states, plus Florida is doing their own separate, are suing the Biden administration about their censorship using Twitter, Facebook, and probably YouTube also. But everybody thinks, you know what, okay, get woke, go broke, all right? But it's not get woke, go broke, it's get woke. If you allow wokeism, you're going to be arrested. You have to stand. You cannot capitulate. You, you cannot, because if you capitulate, eventually they will leverage you out of your one, your, leverage you into that one world commerce system where they have access to everything. One world commerce system where they have access to all commerce and they control the access point. You, capitulating does not spare you from the consequences. It's coming. All the Christians that don mass and lock down and close their churches are absolutely primed and ready to take the mark of the beast. Because you can't stand up to a 0.1% virus or be arrested for wearing a, not wearing a mask. I would have been arrested. Aaron would have been arrested. Will would have been arrested. My wife would have been arrested. We, we weren't going to wear masks. We weren't going to lock down our church. You have to take the stand now. Or you end up like England, where this autistic girl, who's not is not is semi high functioning, but a high, a autistic girl, is arrested for saying to a cop that she looks like a lesbian. Arrested. <laughs> Don't believe me? Play it for me, Will.
why we got her in the first place. Fucking bitch, what me if I get put in the chair? Calm down. She's autistic. Can you stop staring at her, please? She's got autism. Can you just stand there? She's in a cupboard. She can't go anywhere. She can't go anywhere. Stand there, dear. They're gonna remove her for what? Because you're your woman. Think she said the word lesbian? Her nana is a lesbian. She's married to a woman. She's not homophobic. Look what you're clenching your fist. Go away from my teenage daughter. You, there is something wrong with you, mate. She didn't aim it at the police officer. It's not a homophobic remark. She said, I think she's a lesbian, like like Nana. If you want to bully people, you'll just you'll just get one of them badges there. That's what you do. She's autistic. She don't like people touching her. She will have a meltdown. She won't come out. She's got autism. I'm Lisa. So she can come out. We're trying not to do this, aren't we? We've been trying for a long time. But she hasn't done nothing wrong. That officer out there has assaulted me for no reason. She's got autism. She's autistic, man. This sure is. If an officer decides to arrest her, she won't arrest. No, but she was going upstairs and she made a comment to me, and that officer ran in my house and assaulted me and right. tried to get to my daughter for no. If you want to make a complaint about any of it, that's fine. I am we'll, going to. Be I am going to. Yeah, because it, it is on and she has. She, she, she was full of rage and she ran in the house and she barged me into this corner. So there you go, and if you probably couldn't hear it. It took me a minute to actually be able to, to, to hear it. But you'll actually hear the one of the cops say she's being arrested for, for speech, that she's being arrested for inflammatory speech. For I'm trying to think of the word, offensive speech. I can't remember the verbiage they used. She's being arrested for offensive speech. Not inciting violence, not pornography, not prostitution. She's being arrested because she called that woman... That said to that woman, you look like a lesbian. She's being arrested for it. Do I think that's nice? No, but by the way, she does look like a lesbian. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you, I mean, you, why, why are you, what, by the way, if you're a lesbian, shouldn't you be glad you look like a lesbian? <laughs> well, am I not right? I'm looking around at my, I know you yeah. know you got, eventually we'll have yeah. the studio set up. You'll be able to see people better. <laughs> but shouldn't you be proud? That you look like a lesbian? If you're a lesbian, I'm glad I look. I mean, I look hetero. I'm fat, but I look like a hetero guy. And when I, my hair is long, it looks like I'm wearing a toupee, but <laughs> greased over toupee. I know. I got to get a haircut tomorrow. But listen, you should be proud. I'm glad that people think I'm heterosexual. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Tom, you look like a heterosexual man. Thank you. Yeah. And if I was gay, I'd be like, if someone's came up and said, hey, Tom, you look like a gay man. Thank you. And thanks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that, yeah, thank, thank you so much that you think I look feminine. I mean, whatever, maybe, you know, I don't care. She should be happy. She, this, and what's, what, really, what really pisses me off about these, these videos are the cops. Yeah. How, I mean, what are you thinking? You don't think this is going to turn around on one of your kids? Well, I want to keep my job. Okay, so you're going to eliminate your culture, eliminate your, your capitalistic uh, sort of democratic republic system for the sake of keeping your job? You're, you're going to sacrifice your country to keep your job. I'd quit. You're like, Tom, you never would have quit your law enforcement job. Bull crap. I told my wife from day one, if they ever start confiscating guns, I'm gone. If they ever start arresting people for spanking their kids, I'm gone. I would have quit. Yep. I mean, listen, 30, 30 to 40% of my church left when I stood up to COVID. How'd that work? We had about 150, 60 people before that. 
mean, yeah, we're 900 to 1,000 now, but I'm just telling you, back then, 150, 150 people at your church and 40 leave? Ouchie mama. Yeah. <laughs> but you take the stand. You have to stand. These cops are such cowards. So just for the record, you do look like a lesbian. <laughs> She's coming. Yeah. So that's that. And to get arrested for saying, listen, you, you get arrested for harmful speech. I get banned off, I'm banned off of YouTube again right now for two weeks. We're on week two now for, because I'm not safe to the community. How am I not safe to the community? What did I say? Did I, did I, am I instigating violence? Am I trying to instigate anybody to commit violence against anybody? Absolutely not. I hate violence. I do. I hate violence. I've been involved in a lot of violence through law enforcement, but I hate violence. I'm never violent. I hate it. I never get into fights or nothing. I don't do anything. All right, moving, change the subjects. Let's go to the border. I have to show you this because I'm just, I'm just going to the border for two straight, two videos out of Massachusetts. Like, Massachusetts and the border. Yeah, because the border, well, Texas, namely, which is where most of the illegals come through. The Arizona and Texas is where they come through, but may, may, more through Texas than anybody. Greg Abbott, and again, I go back and forth on Greg, Greg, Greg Abbott. So he's like Elon Musk. Right when you want to really love the guy, he does something stupid. Yeah. I mean, does something stupid like hire Linda Yaccarino. They're, they're casting every, I mean, listen, she's on there. She's, she got, she's got an interview right now. I just didn't have time to put it on the podcast. The podcast it just wasn't good enough to put on the podcast, but she has an interview talking about safe and all. I mean, Elon safe speech. And there is no, there, listen, there, there, the only things that shouldn't be allowed on platforms are porn, which is on Twitter. All over. <laughs> All over Twitter. Porn's on there. And she was actually asked by the liberal reporter. I'm, I'm not going to quit using the word liberal because none of these people are liberals. They're leftists, progressives. They're communists. Socialists is what they are. So the socialist reporter asked her, well, who determines whether something's safe or not? Is porn safe? That's what the, the leftist reporter actually asked her. Because the left, you know, the leftist reporter is saying, basically get it all off. All Trump, all Tom Lipley's, all D.C. Drano's. Get them all off of there because they're the same. And Linda Yaccarino, she wanted to say yes. She so much wanted to, but she doesn't want to get fired from a multi-million dollar gig. Mm-hmm. So back to the border. Eric Spracklin, let's go to Massachusetts here. Eric Spracklin video. Unbelievable. Massachusetts is now requesting that residents shelter immigrants in their homes. I was talking about Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott's doing good stuff right now. He is loading up people by the thousands, shipping them to NYC. I'm assuming shifting them to Boston. Shipping them all, Chicago, shipping them to all the people who want open borders yeah. in our sanctuary cities. It's fantastic. Well, let's look at the results of it, shall we? Play for me, Will. Most importantly, if you have an extra room or suite in your home, please consider hosting a family. Safe housing and shelter is our most pressing need. Become a sponsor family. You can contact the Brazilian Workers Center for more information on how you can step up if you're willing to have an additional family be part of your family. If you're a local official, a college president, a business owner, or a faith leader with an available building or space in your community, please work with us to offer it as a shelter site. If you're a social service provider, please consider becoming an emergency assistance homeless shelter provider. Our resources are stretched thin there as well. And if you're a hotel or a motel owner, consider opening it up for emergency assistance. If you're a landlord or a property owner, we can use you too. We can connect you with service providers to help transition families into permanent housing. Everyone has something they can offer. So I can't wait to see all the Democrats. I mean, I want to start with this group right here. I can't wait to see all of these people, (laughs) all of them, open up their homes to illegals. 
When they do it first, show it, lead it, lead the way. Lead the way. None of you ever give up your own guns but want us to give up ours. No, all of you live behind walls and you don't want us to have walls. Now, when you, I want to lead the way. If you're, if you're a Democrat and you're watching, you can actually send me a message. Lead the way. Now, you're going to have to send me proof that you are, you are housing illegals. It's your policy. It's what you want. You live in oblivion. You live in abject denial of the fact that we have 250,000 people a month entering our country illegal. And it, you see the people, you'll see them on social media. Uh, one of the false claims to conspiracies. Uh, people want us to eat bugs. Conspiracy, absolutely true. People do want us to eat bugs. Uh, the border is wide open. Border is wide open. 250,000 people a month are crossing the southern border. Unfettered, unchecked. No background checks, unvetted, right through. So I'm just waiting. I want to see, starting with uh, the lady at the podium, and then that's the uh, the governor, I believe, right next to her, Mara Healy, yeah, with the, with the uh, haircut. <laughs> what does she look like, Tom? Uh, what does she look like? Who also looks like a lesbian. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, I might get arrested. UK <laughs> cops will come in here. Oh, no. But I want to see all of these people. I want to see their stats. How many have they let in? Because they're advocating for the public to do it. It's what This is what they wanted. They wanted open borders. You got them. But you thought they were all going to stay in Del Rio, didn't you? You thought they were all going to stay in El Paso, didn't you? Thought they were all going to stay in those border towns, in the, in the Rio Grande Valley, didn't you? And you would never have to actually touch the great unwashed, right? Which, by the way, I'm part of the great unwashed. That's what you thought. But now they are overwhelming your systems. Because 250,000 people a day, by the end of this year, will have seven, the Biden administration will have let in just shy of New York City that we know about. Oh my gosh. About seven to eight million people. New York City has nine million. They will have let in uh, seven Tampas into the United States. Those are the ones that we know. And according to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So a minimum of actually of 14 million that they've let into the country since Joe Biden has taken office. And as high as 40 million. According to CBP, because that 7 million is apprehensions, documented, and gotaways. Those are the, that's the 7 million. And it's one to five times that many. And these cities are being overwhelmed with illegals. New York City doesn't exist anymore. It's a homeless. It is a homeless migrant camp. It's gone. Eric Adams going out to nightclubs every night. He's living on the bourgeois side of town. Eventually, there won't be a bourgeois side of town. This is what these people don't ever get. That's what they don't ever get. They live in their bourgeois mansions. And listen, I, I'm not against people being rich. I want to be richer than I am. I'm upper middle class right now. I've got a great house. I mean, everything else, I'm, it's not, nothing to do with that. I am against bougie, snobby leftists who tell me that they're worried about my F-250 while they jet around in their Falcon 2X all around the world. <laughs> yeah. Where one flight, not up and back flight, one flight two yeah. puts out more carbon emissions than my, my F-250 does for its entire life. I'm sick of it. So these people, I want to see them line up. I want the stats. I want the stats. How many illegals do you have in your home? I'll start with you. Maura Healy, woman on the left who looks like a lesbian. <laughs> the, governor, the governor of Massachusetts. How many do you have in your home? I want to, they'll, they'll all say, well, I can't because I'm the, I'm the, I'm the gubernator. 
I don't care what you are. This is your policies. You're wanting us to take in your, your, you want us to take in the fruit of your policies, the repercussions of your policies, that you should lead the way. More from Massachusetts, townhall.com video. Massachusetts governor, here she is, Mara Healy, on Sanctuary Cities. Play for me. I think it's really important that cities and towns have the ability, have the exercise and prerogative to label themselves whatever they want to label themselves. And if they want to uh, take on a Sanctuary City designation, I think that's great. Um, I think cities and towns are, are in the position to be able to do that. And I've seen it done as a value statement, as a statement of principles, and I think that's great. I support that. As of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago, and it's unsustainable. For this reason, today I am declaring a state of emergency in Massachusetts. She's declaring a state of emergency as a result of her policies. <laughs> That's the Democratic Party. I mean, how do we ever lose an election? Because the elections are fraudulent. That's why. Yeah. And because of the rhinos who don't vote for Republicans. Mitch McConnell doesn't vote for Republicans. Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Rob Portman, John Cornyn, all voted for Hillary Clinton. Lindsey Graham stands on Trump's states and votes for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, his best buddy. That's the truth. It's all, it's all lies. I mean, listen, she's sitting there. She doesn't even have the social etiquette or the integrity to say, the reason why this is happening is because of me. Because yeah. I'm a stupid, ignorant woman. That's why. Or Eric Adams, I'm a stupid, ignorant mayor of New York. I'm a stupid, ignorant man. We'll do it. It's you that, because she's going to go home to the governor's mansion. Eric Adams is going to go home to the governor's mansion, put on another $5,000 suit, and head out to the clubs that have armed security to keep out the repercussions of his policies out of where he is. That's how they are. Yeah, New York's got a brand. Yeah, your brand is homelessness and crime. That's your brand, numb nuts. All right, switching on to elections. Just a, just a, little, just a brief snippet on elections. Just so everybody's keeping up what's happening there in Muskegon, Michigan. And again, this is Muskegon, Michigan. This is a little area with mass corruption. What does Detroit look like? Mm -hmm. D.C. Drano tweet, the Michigan election fraud scandal grows deeper. I may have to do a whole expose on it. I've already spent 30 minutes on it, but may have to do even more on it. And more keeps coming, so I probably will. We've now learned from a Trump White House official that A.G. Bill Barr himself, you think Bill Barr votes for Donald Trump ever? No, Bill Barr votes Democrat. James Comey calls himself a Republican. He votes Democrat. Christopher A. calls himself a Republican. They vote Democrat because they're just Rep Democratic Party shills. Mm -hmm. So Democratic Party shill, Bill Barr, himself squashed the entire investigation into Muskegon even after they arrested the Democrat. Now, this is, this is not just Bill Barr. Remember how he basically went out and sniffed the air? Okay, there's no, there's no election fraud to the level that it would overturn an election. He didn't look into anything, didn't look into statistics, didn't look into uh, Dominion voting machines, didn't look into anything, didn't look down to the first time in his life. I would guesstimate Bill Barr being around 65. First time in his life ever in the history of this country and in his life that we've ever shut down counting in the middle of the night. 
need his mother as the attorney general to look into that because of the political societal consequences to his career. That's why now he's got his, you know, he's out doing his book. I believe his book is bomb. Nobody buy that, that fat tub of goose book. Bill Barr himself squashed the entire investigation even after they arrested the Democratic Party mule as she was stuffing a drop box with ballots and a ski gun. But there's not enough that it would overturn the election. How would you know? That reminds me of Benghazi. You're like, Tom, you, you, have, you have weird comparisons. I know. They, they, it's just like the, the, the Obama administration, namely Hillary Clinton, said that we, there was not enough time for us to respond. How long did you... How, how, long was the, how, how long was this incursion going on? How long was this battle taking place? How, 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 how would they know they didn't have time? It lasted 13 hours. You couldn't get one helicopter there? Right. In 13 freaking hours? No assets in the area? And by the way, they had assets. They told them to stand down. And then they told them to stand up. Then they told them to stand down. Until finally, after the last time they were told to stand down, they just rebelled and went there on their own. So you didn't have time to respond to the battle? You, you, didn't have, you didn't have time. How would you ever know? So how would Bill Barr ever know there wasn't enough to overturn the election in the, in the seven cities and the six states? How would he not know that? I mean, how would he know that there wasn't, there wasn't mass voter fraud to the level that it would overturn an election? How would, he, how would he know that there wasn't? Right. He doesn't bother to look. No, we, we, we just didn't have time to respond to the raid at Benghazi. How would you know it lasted 13 hours? But when they were saying that, it was 30 minutes in. Right. Why are you not scrambling F-16s? Why are you not scrambling helicopters? There, listen, there's numerous countries, Aaron, maybe you know, because you've traveled to that area, mm -hmm. but how many of our allies are even near Libya? There are. Yeah. Easily within flight. I mean, our allies, whether it's France, Spain, I'm in Portugal, even Morocco, Italy, Morocco, because yeah. I knew Aaron traveled there. Yeah. We have assets in those countries. You can't. They're an hour away. <laughs> why? Why you have the ambassador being sodomized? You can't respond. That's how demonic and evil these people are. Just so you know. And Bill Barr is one of them. All right. Speaking of demonic and evil, let's go to one six. Lots of percolations right now about one six. Lots of things popping up because. It's starting to leak out. And remember, 1-6 is part of the globalist agenda, too, under the moniker of lawlessness. They want to deem you and I, just like they want to inflate crime. Not inflate crime statistics. I mean literally inflate, inflate crime. They want crime to be bigger. The globalist left. You're like, come, I'm more I want you to more talk about the Democratic Party. Democratic Party is the World Economic Forum. Is the globalist left. They want mass crime, so it gives them an excuse for mass control. They want mass gun crime so they can come confiscate your guns because they'll say, look at all the gun crime. Not by us, not by the lawful gun owners, but they'll only confiscate the lawful gun owners' guns. So part of the, the 1-6 was all orchestrated so that they could deem you and I as criminals. So if we eventually what, the, what they do is they just one-hop rule everything. You don't even have to commit a crime. All you have to do is mention it tacitly. I mean, I don't even mention, I'm not even talking about mentioning a crime. I'm talking about saying something like, I hate the Democratic Party. Which, by the way, let me just say for the record, I hate the Democratic Party. So, if you say that, then they'll say, that's possible insurrectionist speech that somehow, and again, I'll try not to spend too much time in this, but you'll have a D.C. like Matthew Graves, put it on an affidavit, Stick it in front of the Trump, the, 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 the woman who's 
uh, I can't remember her name now, but the woman who's in charge of the Aaron Seabing fine for me, that the ladies who Jack Smith just filed the D, you know the latest case against Trump, the four indictments against Trump, and that the D.C. judge. I had her name in my head, but it's gone. But they just say, you know what? Tom Lipley said he hates the Democratic Party. They put it on an affidavit as sedition. You're like, Tom, that would never fly. Why would it not fly? Uh, let's get down to brass tacks here. It's just like I told you that I've learned over the past, since the hurricane hit here, I have found out that insurance companies don't pay. Just so you know, they don't pay. They don't pay. They, they, yeah, there you go. Uh, Tanya, uh, how do you think you pronounce that? Chutkin, maybe? Chutkin, Chutkin, yeah. Tanya Chutkin, Obama appointee, and one of the most zealous persecutors of 1-6 detainees. So you, you think they, 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 they say Tom Lipley said he hates the Democratic Party. All right. And they call me a seditionist. Who's going to stop it? Jack Smith files it. Matthew Graves filed it, files it. Who's going to stop it when it goes to Shutkin there? Chutkin, whatever her name is. C-H-U-T-K-I-N, something like that. Shutkin. Who's going to stop it? Her? I, they put me in. They put me. They put it in front because you can indict a ham sandwich. That's what everybody always says. <laughs> So you go to, you can, literally, you can, if I went up there and I want to indict this paperclip, I can indict this paperclip in D.C. As long as it was anti-Trump. This is an anti-Trump paperclip. Indict him! For what? Doesn't matter, he's indicted. There's 98% of the people there voted for Joe Biden, and they're ardent, zealous. They're, they're, they're globalists. They're not Americans. Yes, they qualify as Americans. Yes, they have the rights of Americans. But they're not Americans, just like the women's soccer team. They're not Americans. They have the rights of the Americans. I'm not going to try to take away their rights, nothing like that. But they're not Americans. They don't believe in the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, or the Bill of Rights. They're globalists. They're World Economic Forum people. They're not liberals either. They're leftists. They're dangerous, communist, leftist, socialist. But they just say Tom Leip is a seditionist because, because he said that he hates the DNC. Who would stop me from being prosecuted? Nobody. You're like, Tom, you're totally innocent. I, it doesn't matter. I've been put on an affidavit as a seditious. It goes to the D.C. judge. Go, and, and she she impanels a grand jury. Grand jury of all people that hate the Tom Lipley podcast, because that's what they play constantly, Tom Lipley podcast, as an insurrectionist podcast. Because they, this would all qualify to that grand jury as insurrection. You're like, that doesn't meet statutory requirements. It doesn't matter. I'm still arrested. I'm still detained. This is what happened to Steve Bannon. This is happening to Peter Navarro. This is what happened to General Flynn. This is what happened to Roger Stone. This is what happened to Alex Jones on the civil side. There's no stopping it unless these people are prosecuted for their wrongful, unlawful prosecution persecutions. So I get indicted, and then I have, so I get indicted by an all-Biden grand jury, and then I get a trial in front of an all-Biden judge and an all-Biden jury, and then I appeal it to an all-Biden appellate court. Where, tell me. How, who would stop it? Your innocence would stop. How would it? How would, I want you to think. I want you to think critically. Stop believing in the delusion. Like I used to believe insurance companies paid. I had $268,000 damage to my house. They offered me $11,000. It's an absolute fact. Then we went to mediation and we all settled after I had $268,000 worth of damage to my house. We settled on $150,000. You know how much money they sent me? $109,000. And now I won't answer my phone calls. That's, that's life. Here at the church, they, their own adjusters came in, $3.8 million, $4 million, $4.1 million worth of damage to the church, where I'm doing this podcast right now. They gave me $1.1, won't answer my phone calls. So we're suing them both. We're suing them both. Just so they, I mean, good luck. We're going to sue you into oblivion. So this whole thing, when it comes to one six, this is the reality of the world. With one six, what it is, is they had to have an insurrection. They had to have the bombers with their egg timers. 
They want to go with their edited FBI videos that they put out. You had to have all these things so that they could call Tom Lipley, Will, Aaron, my wife, all of you, probably 650 people on the platform, as many people as you can, switch over to Rumble. If you're watching on any other platform, I don't make any money off of Rumble. But they, they needed to have an incident where they could, they could, in a indirect way, call us all criminals. A tacit way, call us all criminals. One six had to happen so they could open the doors for people like you and I to be prosecuted. Now, here's the thing. You're like, that could never happen. I'm telling you, that's what it was all about. It's like the COVID was all about opening the doors for you to be controlled. Climate change is about opening the doors for you to be controlled. Gun grabbing is about opening the doors for you to be controlled. CBDC, social credit systems, all opening the doors for you to be controlled. Transgender movement, all the same thing. It's all the same. That's what 1-6 was too. But instead of an agenda, it's really part of an agenda. This was a singular day. But it is now cast a shadow. Not by us. We're like, listen, anybody did something stupid and beat on a cop, they deserve to get prosecuted. Mm-hmm. People who didn't know they were trespassing shouldn't be prosecuted. After Ray Epps tears down the gates and runs over a cop while he does it and charging in there, of course, he doesn't get arrested. All the people around him did, though. That's weird, isn't it? So the people who afterwards didn't even know there was a gate there, they're being arrested. They're up there. I don't know how many now. They got, they're scheduled like to have another 1,200 arrests. Reference 1-6. It's all so that you and I can be castigated into criminality. Where they could say that you and I are criminals. That's opened up the door for our prosecutions. That's what it's about. Just, try, just supporting Trump, having an American flag. You saw in the pregame, what's the difference between, I can't remember the verbiage that was used from Jim Jordan to Christopher Ray, between a traditional Catholic and what was the other, a uh, 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 basically extremist. An extremist. That's yeah. good. That's good enough. If yeah. that wasn't the extremist uh, traditional Catholic. Uh, I'm not an expert in the uh, in the field of uh, Catholicism, uh, and, it, and I think you're talking about the one field office and that did this. And no, it's two field offices, Portland and LA, that were basically saying, "Let's investigate extremist uh, traditional Catholics." <laughs> radical, they? radical traditional, radical traditional, yeah. Catholic. extremist, radical, radical, extremist, yeah. radical traditional Catholic. Yeah, right. That's what it's all about. Is the and it, be able? They'll make extreme. It's like they make collusion a crime. Collusion is a crime. They make collusion a crime and investigate it as if it's a crime and arrest people for obstructing their investigation into a crime that doesn't exist and couldn't have taken place because it doesn't exist. Right. That's the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. But let's look into one six. I mean, therefore, I am video. I'm going to try to roll through these quick. I want you to see this. New, newly obtained J6 surveillance video tracks the movement of an FBI Michael Jones informant embedded in the Proud Boys. Play it for me. USA! 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 USA!
So I guess so now we know why the FBI, Christopher Ray and his female underling refused to answer the question. How many people did you have in the crowd? Uh, at least we got now we got Michael Jones and the other guy, Penzola. We got that so far. And you notice the little weasel instigating everything gets to the front everywhere he goes, changes location. You see the one time he actually ducks away and then reemerges again back at the front and starts instigating. That man's instigating violence. He's pushing the gates over onto the Capitol Police. That's an FBI informant. When you're an informant, you're not out there instigating the crime itself. You're informing on the criminals. Right. Otherwise, you're the Federal Bureau of, of Instigation, which they are. So now we know why Christopher Ray refuses to answer the question. Hey, did you have any people dressed up in Trump gear inside the Capitol before the heroic, the heroic Capitol Police opened the doors and let everybody in? Of course he did. This was all on purpose. This was orchestrated by the DOJ, by Nancy Pelosi, by Muriel Bowser, all global, by Mitch McConnell, all globalist leftists. Mitch McConnell is a globalist leftist. I don't care that he got John Roberts in. It, it, or even, I don't care how, how many, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, whatever, Brett Kavanaugh. I know that he, he has to get him in because he has to maintenance the conservative veneer. If he didn't try to get them in, then he lose. He he wouldn't be able to hold his position. His position is is to make globalist leftism palatable for you by ushering it forward slowly. Yep. That's the point of it. So th- th- these people were all in on Mario Bowser turned down the National Guard. Nancy Pelosi turned down the National Guard. Michael Sund has done an interview with, with Tucker Carlson, and he said explicitly that's the banned video that Fox News, of course, won't show because everyone practicing evil hates the light. But Michael Sund, who was the chief of the Capitol Police, said that he knew there was feds in, at, by, by the multitudes had inf- infiltrated the crowd. And there's one of them right there. That's an informant. Not informing on what he sees, which is an informant's job, but actually instigating the crimes themselves. Yep. That's an FBI informant being paid to do so. Let's go to the next one. D.C. Drano video. Breaking cell phone video of D.C. officer. D.C. officer on Jan 6 saying, we go undercover as Antifa in the crowd. Play for me. We go undercover as Antifa in the crowd, so... Can you put that back in? All right, thank you so yep, much. Yep. It feels better. You guys get sprayed. Here, here. Take this on the bottle. And there he is, Aaron. If you can get, can you screenshot yep, that for me yep. if you can. So there, that's an undercover officer. Quote: We go undercover as Antifa in the crowd. That's DC Metro Muriel Bowser, FBI informant in the crowd. Two of them, P- uh, Pizzola and Jones, in the crowd. So far, the stuff we have so far. If they release the video, we'd get them all. Oh yeah. Okay, that's why they don't release, release the video. But we go undercover in the crowd. D.C. Metro under Muriel Bowser, globalist leftist, vaccine hack, mask hack, welfare hack, 
globalist leftist world economic forum that's that's the mayor that's the mayor of dc who wants dc to be a city i mean wants dc to be a state and her to be the governor of it puke fest all right sarah video look at this gosh what's this you know, just side by side this will or aaron side by side i just want to show you what, let me ask you, have you ever seen this happen at any political event? I went to Donald Trump's, uh, I believe it was his last rally of 2016 in Sarasota, Florida. None of us were out there under trees changing clothes. <laughs> I, I'm just, I went there. Uh, I think I, may, I think I had, had my Make America Great hat on, and I, had, I was a cop, so I got it in really easily. Had a friend of the Republican Party, got really close to Trump. It was fantastic. Actually shed a tear when he came out of great hopes, and he did a great job as president except for the vaccines. But th- what's happening here? These people are changing from their Antifa clothes into MAGA clothes. And then you have a D.C. officer saying, we go undercover as Antifa the crowd. Is this officers? Is this officers or Antifa themselves? Who committed the violence on 1-6? MAGA people, Antifa, Antifa, D.C. Metro, the FBI and FBI informants. Look at those pants. They're yeah. like tactical pants. I mean, yeah, pants. he has tactical SWAT <laughs> pants on. <laughs> Who are these people? We got more of this, too. Uh, let's go to the next one. Epstein sheet video. Antifa are the real J6 insurrectionists. Play it for me. They are trying to burn down our capital. And I did not come here for that wow. And it's patriots up there. If you go look, they look like Antifa. They don't look like me. They don't look like you guys. It is, it is time. They are going to be hunting the families down, trying to go home now. They got us here after dark. See a lot of women, I see a lot of kids. Get your families home. Get out of here. See, he actually caught on. That was a very prescient statement. We're all going to get hunted down. That's correct, because that was the setup. Get everybody there. Get Antifa, the FBI, CIA, State Department, whatever, and their various NGOs, and I'm probably a lot of Patriot Front people in there too, and go and instigate the violence. And everybody's masked, except for stupid Ray Epps. He's too stupid to mask. Not a smart individual. Instigate all the violence and then arrest the people who didn't commit the violence for the violence. That's, and that's what they want to do, on, generally speaking. They had violence on that day, instigated by themselves, which they will then project onto all of us, not just those that are there. All of us who have ever worn a MAGA hat, all of us who are right-wingers, all of us who are pro-Second Amendment, we are now a threat. You're like, but that's not a crime. They'll make it a crime. They'll make it a crime like this. We, we've deemed you a threat, Tom. Okay. How? Um, you have an adversarial podcast. Okay. We've, we've put it on a probable cause affidavit that, you know, that you have an adversarial podcast. Okay. Um, what days do you do the podcast? Every, every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Well, we noticed on a Tuesday in, uh, in uh, July, July 20th, that you didn't do it. You lied. They prosecute me for lying to the FBI. That's what they do. Yep. That's what, this, this, what this, our entire DOJ is about. Our DOJ is not Americans. They're globalists, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, Gestapo. That's what they are. Were there some MAGA people that committed crimes on the day? I'm sure there was. But I guarantee you it was instigated by Antifa, but Antifa being instigated by the FBI and the DOJ and the State Department. I'm telling you, that's the deal. And I just had to show you this again, just side by side this. I just wanted to show you this because this is a great, this is a Julie Kelly video. One of the, she's doing the greatest job. This guy right here, is, this guy that's circled is, is 
Uh, I know I showed it before, but I just I couldn't resist showing it because I, I want to make sure that I indict corrupt cro- cops. I can't stand corrupt lying cops. This guy's name is Ag- 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 Aguilino Ganell. I'll just call him uh, Officer Ganell. That's the circular guy. He has testified under oath and in federal court proceedings that he suffered near-death injuries. That's him after, after the incident. Does he look near-dead to anybody in this studio? No. <laughs> okay, he's not dead. Okay, now let's look here. New, new J6 video contradicts Cano's claims that, protested, that protesters inflicted head. See any head injuries? Nope. Shoulder injuries? See any? Nope. He looks like he's moving just fine there. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the... I can't remember. Uh, Roseanne Borland, that's her name. That's dead Roseanne Borland that the Capitol Hill police killed. Yeah. Just like just like they killed uh, Ashley Babbitt. So he said, under oath, now then, let's just look at this guy. Where's the shoulder injuries there, uh, Gunnell? Where's your hand injuries, your foot injuries? Perfectly fine. Head injuries. There's his bald head. There ain't nothing. No blood I don't see on any the blood. Floor. Look at him moving around. Where's the limp? Hey, Gunnell, where's the limp? And he testifies, and he actually, he actually adds on to people's uh, adds on to their sentences via his testimony. Of course, of course, of course, he puts a mask on. <laughs> it's all the same. If you're a lying, perjurous, corrupt cop like Gunnell, of course you wear a mask. Yep. Of course you're part of that. Of course you believe in that because it's there. You are the you are part of the same demonic cult. He actually uses these this fake testimony that he had. Head injuries, shoulder injuries, hand injuries, foot in, near death head injuries. This is him after his. How's he near death? You're like Tom, move on. I can't. So egregious that it required surgery. Oh, really? What surgery? In a victim impact statement. That's how they. That's how they increase its sentences. That's how they enhance sentences. It's via the testimony of lying cops. Cops. You're like Tom. You're anti cop. I was a cop. For 25 years, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. I just retired six years ago. I love cops, not corrupt leftist federal cops. Mm-hmm. And he's actually going and making somebody who would get a one-year sentence get a six-year sentence because look how I was injured. How is he injured? Look at him having to pull his mask so he can actually breathe. Of course, somebody's going to perjure themselves and send somebody to 10 years in prison who should get 60 days in prison. Of course, he's going to wear a mask. He's probably five times vaccinated. All right, Colonel Rob Manis video. I've been waiting to show this one for a long time. Look at this now. This is, look, look who's in the crowd. Play it for me. Go, go. Let's go. Go. Help him up. Help him up. Help him up. Hold on, wait. Push him wait, up. Push him up. Help me find it. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Leave that. Leave it. Leave it.
Spoon. Yeah, you bet. This is, I think it's gonna, they're gonna trap it going in. Yeah. Hey, hey. So that's at least three Metro PD officers and there's Muriel Bowser who refused national, she refused national guard assistance and then had her own officers go in there and instigate violence themselves. You hear him the whole video? Go, go, move forward, go, go. If you're an informant, you're supposed to be informing on the crimes, not committing them yourself or instigating them. So that's at least three because in the video he says, hey Jim, to another MPD officer in the crowd instigating violence i'm not saying jim did but this guy did mm -hmm. that's another one these uh, it's all a giant this i wonder why it is that the one six committee just deleted 60 percent of their investigative materials the illegal select committee that's not wasn't a select committee without subpoena powers but yet subpoena steve bannon and then got him arrested for not adhering to their illegal subpoena and had him convicted of it in a dc metro court with the D.C. Metro officers that actually instigated 1-6 via the video. Chief Nerd video, FBI Director Christopher Wray refuses to answer. Play it for me. How many individuals were either FBI uh, employees or people that the FBI had made contact with were in the January 6th uh, entry of the Capitol and surrounding area? So I really need to be careful here talking about uh, where we have or have not used confidential human sources. Was there one January or more? 6th was there or one or more individuals that would fit that description on January 6th that were in or around the Capitol? I, I believe there is a uh, a filing in one of the January 6th cases that can provide a little more information about this, and I'm happy to see if we can follow back up with you. I, I just want that. an yeah. answer. Was there one or more? I mean, you would know if there was at least one individual who worked for the FBI. Who entered the Capitol on that day? Uh, I can't. Again, I just can't speak to that here. But I'm happy to get the court filing. Well, that look, it's been two years, and you're now you're now come before us. The gentleman asks these questions, makes all kinds of insinuations, and you you nod your head yes. And then I ask you simply, was there one or more? And you won't answer that. So I'm going to make the assumption that there was more than one, more than five, more than ten and that you're ducking uh, the, the question because you don't want to answer for the fact that you had at least one and somehow missed understanding that some of the individuals were very dangerous and that there were others inciting individuals to enter the Capitol after others broke windows. So I'm just going to move on.
Absolutely true. That's exactly what happened. And they may not be FBI agents. They're NGOs like Patriot Front or whatever it is, FBI informants, FBI assets. And I believe, of course, also FBI agents. He refuses to answer. And again, Daryl Issa brings up a great point. This is two years later, and you can't answer the question whether there's one or more FBI, one or more FBI assets in the crowd. You didn't even ask him as, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that asked. I can't remember who it was, but who asked Christopher Ray before. I don't think it was Matt Gates or somebody else, but did you have anybody? No, it was Ted Cruz. Did you have anybody in the crowd instigating violence? I can't answer that question. Shouldn't that be no? Yeah. Shouldn't the answer be absolutely not? We would never do that. But the whole purpose of this is so that it gives them leverage. It gives them the ability to cast a wide net to say basically anybody who has a MAGA hat on because those people who are FBI agents, Patriot Front, FBI informants, D.C. Metro police who were probably sworn in by the FBI to as part of a task force to go in and do these things, instigate violence. They... They just want to. They want to. They want to paint with a broad brush everybody who ever had a MAGA hat on, and it gives them rights and privileges. Aaron brought this up before. Just like 9/11 ushered in the the Patriot Act, which gave them anti-First Amendment, anti-constitutional access to our communications. That's what they want here. So that they. So they had to have a big event. They had to have a precursor. So that they could they could label you and I as potential insurrectionists and seditionists, just for saying things against the Democratic Party, or the or the or the Washington it's really CCP uh, Chinese Communist Party swamp that it is because that's what it is. It's not America, it's globalist leftist. That's what that's what DC is. So they've got to, they've got to find a big incident to take away, and they did it on one six. And two years later. He can't answer a question. You didn't, have, you didn't even ask him about an FBI. He said FBI assets, anybody. Two years later, you can't answer that question. How is that a threat to the investigation? It's just another tactic. It's, it's always, there's an ongoing investigation. I can't talk about it. It's not, two years later? All right, here's the pick right here, Ray Epps. Right next to John, L. Sull- John Sullivan. Right next to each other. That's Antifa and an FBI. Listen, I'm not afraid to say it. Ray Epps is an asset of the federal government. They'll play games like they always do. You know, whether you got, I'm trying to remember who it was that, that testified. Uh, I'm trying, it was, uh, I think it was John Brennan, actually. John Brennan said, no, I never read the Steele dossier. He had all the papers that were the Steele dossier, but it wasn't called the Steele dossier. So he didn't say, he said, I've never read the Steele dossier. Uh-huh. I read the dossier of Steele. Mm. It's like it's not CRT. It's, it, it's not CRT, it's TRC. So here you have Ray Epps, who is on video committing crimes. Never arrested, taken off the FBI's most wanted list, 15 most wanted. I wonder why it was. Because probably initially they didn't know he was an asset. And then once they found out, no, this is one of our assets through an NGO like Patriot Front. Now we've got to take him off. Take him off now. Take him off now. Hurry up. Take him off. Right next to John Sullivan. Girl called Activist John, who's an, he instigates Antifa violence. That's John's, that's John's role. I'm wondering what, what sentence did John get? I know he was prosecuted, but I'm wondering what sentence he get. And then you have Ray Epps. Yeah, John Sullivan was on, on, on camera committing crimes also. You have Ray Epps committing crimes. I'm not going to go too far into Ray Epps because it's beating a dead horse. But it's just very interesting that now we have confirmed Metro police officers 
instigating one six violence. We have it. It's right there. Why aren't those guys being prosecuted? They should be prosecuted. They weren't investigating anything. They were instigating crimes. Let's go to the next one. Salty Texan video. On Jan 6, he actually just run this thing side by side. Salty Texan video. On Jan 6, a masked man wearing an earpiece and walkie-talkie was caught on video. So here you have, does that guy look like a Trump supporter? I mean, just, I mean, they, let's take a look at this video. Does this guy look like a Trump supporter at all? He'll go back on him in a second. He doesn't. I mean, look at the, look at the tactical gear. And it, it get, when Powell turns around, he captures on video a suspicious actor. That that Trump supporter with, with an earpiece and a walkie right here. Who is this guy? Is, does that look like a protester to you? Breaking glass at the Capitol. Look at his outfit. All right, let's go to the next one. This is interesting. Nancy Pelosi, again, because it's just a giant setup, Nancy Pelosi randomly had a film crew in her office at the Capitol on January 6th. Why, why would she have it on January 6th? Why exactly would it be? That's her brother right there sitting next to the QAnon shaman. Or, I mean, her son-in-law next to, next to a QAnon shaman. So convenient. Very, I mean, it's very <laughs> odd that Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law happens to be there on 1-6, as if 1-6 is some sort of national holiday. Yeah, in luck. He's right there, right there on 1-6. And she also happily, for some reason, had hired a film crew for that day, as if something big was going to happen, after she turned down ten to 30,000 National Guard troops. According to Michael Sun, knowing that Michael Sun knew that the FBI had, had massively, in mass, infiltrated the 1-6 crowd. That's not even counting Metro PD. It's very weird. And then, so she turns down her own security and then has a film crew right on tap ready to film whatever they say. Wall Street Apes video. Remember Nancy Pelosi um, threatened violence against Donald Trump. Play it for me. At the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Nobody comes. I'm going to punch him out. This is my mom. I would pay the I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to be happy. Just happens to have a film crew there on 1-6. For her dramatic statement, right? She had to have their film crew right there ready. Very convenient. She's got, and not only that, but she's also got a correspondent, her son-in-law, out in the crowd. Very strange <laughs> coinkadinkies going on here, isn't there? These people need to go to federal prison. They're liars. They're perjurers. They need to go to federal prison. And they incited 1-6. Yes, there were compliant Dumb MAGA people there. I'm a MAGA person. I'm just saying there were dumb people there. There was. Yeah. There was. But most of them were unwitting trespassers because the gates were torn down by Ray Epps on video, and he's not been arrested. Yep. You're like, Tom, get past. It's hard for me to get past it. I, I don't understand. I just, and I don't understand Republican cowardice either. Just send criminal referrals on all these people. Why would you not send a criminal referral on Ray Epps? I know that Merrick Garland's not going to prosecute the criminal referral. I understand that. But send it up anyway on the record. And all the people that you know perjure themselves, like, like Christopher Ray, he purges himself over and over again, send a criminal referral to his own DOJ. Rose, uh, Rose 9-11 video. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the, uh, Na- here's, uh, this is just film footage of what Nancy Pelosi was filming. Just very interesting that the film crews happen to be there. Play it for me. All right, let's roll for the tape. You guys have been waiting for this since last night. We don't want to tease you any longer. We're going to queue up this tape. Let me just set the moment. It's the moment that the Capitol Police decided to evacuate Speaker Pelosi and the leadership through uh, Congress. They're going through a secret hallway. They're going to be blurred out. But you're going to see something. 
Nancy Pelosi and her daughter, Alexandra, turned the escape route into a Hollywood movie set. Let's start rolling tape, and I'll show you what you're seeing. This is the beginning of the exit route. They're going down a hallway. You see some of the security detail coming in. And now, you're in a second, you're going to see Speaker Pelosi coming in with her team. She's right there in the middle. And look on the left-hand side. There's her daughter filming, sometimes getting in way of the Capitol police security detail that's protecting there. Now they're going to come to another camera angle in the Capitol. And you're going to see uh, how the filming continues to go on here. Here they are coming down uh, uh, towards an escalator where they're going to go out through a secret route. You're going to see in a second the entourage coming. And there, once again, is the camera running. This is an extraordinary moment. Let's look at that camera running up. They have to pause there, right? So they don't run into the camera. Now they're going to go up and out one of these entrances that are, are protected by the police. This is a Hollywood moment. It's like a film crew is watching what should have been a very spontaneous and urgent exit from the Capitol. We're going to see one more version of this a second, just so you can see how uh, Speaker Pelosi turned this into a movie-making moment. Here they are going down another uh, row here, and you're going to see in a second the entourage coming in. There's that camera. Look at that. That's the, the Speaker's daughter. Look at that. No, no they got to watch the wall there. See? You see how the camera's sort of in the way as the security details coming in. Um, this was not the normal way that uh, police evacuate. They don't want cameras in this particular location because it's the one secret route they can get the speaker out. So you've got a chance to see that. Nancy Pelosi created a Hollywood moment out of this moment of tragedy in America. See, now I've been, I've been, I got, I'm sitting next to, well, 10 feet away is Will, who is in combat. He's been in life-threatening situations. I've been in life-threatening situations. Uh, you know what you don't do? In a life-threatening situation, my wife took my phone, but you don't sit there and film yourself. I mean, allegedly, they love, allegedly their, their lives were in danger, according to AOC, who wasn't in the building. Remember that? Yeah. She said her life was in danger, and she wasn't even in the building. Block away. Or anybody, she was, <laughs> was a full block away, right. and her life was in danger. This is all liars, pathological, disgusting human filth. That's who they are. And she, look at, I mean, and here, I had Aaron screenshot this for me. How can your life be a threat? You have an army around you. <laughs> Every one of those people are armed, and are, except for her daughter who's armed with a camera conveniently. Yeah. And you're so scared. You're, you remember AOC spontaneously and Rashida Tlaib, who also wasn't there that day, both bawling on, on Capitol Hill, on the congressional floor, bawling Rashida Tlaib, ball starts bawling, and, 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 and uh, <laughs> AOC comes up and put her arms around her. Neither one of them were there. I mean, there's, I mean, they're just dramatic, pathological, pathologically lying, disgusting human beings. Yeah. This is all on purpose. Nancy Pelosi knew what was going to happen because she's in on it because she wants to be able to label you and I as criminals, not just the people that were there. It may not happen tomorrow, may not happen the next day, but now they have a precipice to launch from to mm -hmm. say, look what will happen if MAGA goes out of control. It wasn't MAGA that was out of control. It was Ray Epps out of control. Metro PD, I just showed you all the videos. Metro PD officers in the crowd out of control. Dressed up as Antifa. John Sullivan out of control. The one person that they arrested, the big name, the QAnon shaman, was exonerated completely by Tucker showing his films. He was released. He's out right now. He's out. Because he never did one violent thing. It's just very convenient. Your life's in danger and you're concerned about videoing? And how's your life in danger when you're surrounded by an army? All right, let's go to the next one. I don't even know where I'm at, Will. Where am I? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I had to show you this. I mean, I rarely show 
like memes like this, which come from, uh, hey, hey, it's me, Carolyn. Retweet partners in crime. After the cap- I just like the factual data on it. After the Capitol Police Chief could not get Nancy Pelosi, that's Sund, on January 6th to answer his request, couldn't get an answer for the National Guard to be called, he contacted the next in line, Mitch McConnell, and he ignored the police chief too. Weird. Weird. It's very weird that you, I mean, how much does the National Guard cost Nancy Pelosi? Nothing. Costs you and I everything. Except her tax dollars if she actually pays anything. She probably doesn't. Mm, doubt it. <laughs> in, in between, you know, now that she's worth $300 million on a $174,000 uh, a year pay, uh, paycheck, salary. But it's just weird, isn't it? Doesn't cost them anything to have 30,000 troops there. Would, it, would this have ever happened if it was surrounded by 10,000 troops? But she ignored it. Mitch McConnell, who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time, he ignored it. So you had the Majority Leader of the House, ignore it. Speaker of the House, ignore it. Majority Leader of the Senate, ignore it. Muriel Bowser, turn it down. Everybody in D.C. DC turned it down, except for the Capitol Hill Police Chief. But he can't do it without her approval. Weird, isn't it? Just such, just such coincidences going on here, as if they wanted it to happen. Didn't he get fired, too? Yeah, he got fired. <laughs> and he got blamed. Son got blamed. Aaron just brought it up. Son got blamed. He's sitting there saying, we need National Guard troops here. She, because you can't have the FBI orchestrate 1-6 with the National Guard there, mm-hmm. with up-armored Humvees and automatic weapons. But they certainly can't instigate it. And the only people that died were protesters. Yep. Roseanne Borland, Ashley Babbitt, and several others for medical conditions. They're the only ones who died. This is some life-threatening event, just like COVID. It's all the same thing. If you believe in 1-6, you believe COVID is an existential threat to your life. And that masking will save you. Yep. That's what you believe. And you may not even believe it, but you'll propagate it, on it, on, you'll propagate it onto other people. Push it onto other people so that you can control them. So here's an interesting little tidbit to all this. Closing the 1-6 section with this. Jesse Waters' video. Was the once, was the January 6th committee just caught orchestrating a massive legal cover-up? Of course. Play it for me. The January 6th committee has just been caught cold, orchestrating a massive illegal cover-up. Trump is headed for trial next year for January 6th-related charges, and he's going to have subpoena power, which gives him the right to access critical documents and videos pertaining to the time period. That means the January 6th committee, whose two-year investigation produced thousands and thousands of documents, transcripts, and hours and hours of deposition videos, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will be legally required to turn over whatever materials Trump requests. And as you know, primetime does not believe in coincidences. Yesterday, we uncovered that the January 6th committee has destroyed almost 50% of their evidence. The Democrat-run January 6th committee is missing one and a half terabytes of data. This is an enormous amount of material. Records of the Capitol Hill security failures, video of Trump cabinet depositions, emails, text messages, gone. And who knows what else they deleted. Remember, the January 6th committee only aired and only reported what Democrats wanted you to know about January 6th. Anything they didn't want you to know about the 6th wasn't made public. And it looks like it was destroyed. We might never get to the bottom of January 6th because the January 6th committee destroyed their evidence. 
Bring it back to me. So there you go. And just so everybody knows, I, it goes longer, but I wanted to show you some COVID stuff before we close up shop tonight. I'm already nine minutes into overtime. But every time they delete one bit of that, whoever deletes it is committing a crime. It's supposed to go to the National Archives. So they're sitting there raiding Mar-a-Lago over documents that are supposed to be in the National Archives. That was the precipice of the whole of the whole uh, indictment, the, the original uh, raid into Mar-a-Lago, the original investigation into Trump was, was, from, was instigated. Again, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into it. I could. But I believe that the Biden administration contacted NARAB, the National Archives, said, hey, why don't you look into some documents that Trump should have turned into you by now, which Barack Obama owes him 144,000 documents that he's yet to turn in. And he hasn't been president since 2016. But they, of course, they, they want Trump because they knew that Joe Biden had classified documents. So they had to get a raid on Mar-a-Lago. That's why they had to have one six. It's, all, it's always that. I mean, again, they have to have one six so they have something to arrest us for. for so it also covers for their own malfeasance, which is what Ukraine's about. So... If you delete any of this evidence, you just you are committing the crimes that you're charging Trump with. You do, you are deleting uh, documents that are supposed to go to the National Archives, and they've deleted close to fifty percent of their investigative materials. How do you get away with this? And by the way, this is what can now. Right now, we are powerless to do anything about it. People are always like, I see people, and I just want to correct them, but it didn't believe me, I, I don't correct them because they also have a valid point. They're like. Do something, Republicans. You can't do anything except put in, you know, basically request, put in requests of prosecutions. That's all that Congress can do is actually fill out affidavits requesting Merrick Garland to prosecute these people. That's what has to happen. And when we do win in 2024 and we own the Senate and we own the House, there is no let bygones be bygones. We go all the way back, Mm -hmm. starting with Hillary Clinton's 30,000 deleted emails. How, how are you a Democrat? I know I don't have many Democrats watching, probably none. But how can you be a Democrat and sit there and go, I, I really believe in 1-6 after they delete all the documents. I really believe in, in the Pfizer vaccine when they want to keep the Pfizer vaccine developmental data classified for 75 years. I really believe, how, how can you be that way? How can you either be so galactically stupid or such a galactic lapdog that she'll still propagate lies from liars for the sake of a political agenda? How great can your agenda be if you have to lie to get it? Speaking of that, let me, let me show you some vaccine stuff here before I go. Ethical skeptic, awesome, really kind of talks over my head half the time, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's a male or female, but follow, I mean, talk about real data. I mean, holy crap, I mean, real data. Ethical skeptic, follow him on Twitter. Just so everybody knows, this is the real, these are the real, this is the, the real data, this is the real facts. 586,000, told my wife this was coming, 500 excess deaths in the U.S. ongoing, ongoing, 3,000 in one week, this last week, excess. So say normally we have 4,000 people die, now we have 7,000 people die in a week. Average age of these excess deaths, 49 Heavy cancer, heart, kidney, circulatory signals. And we know what the COVID vaccines do. They suppress your suppression of cancer. That's what they do. That's the simplest way to put it. Large increase in minor ICD code deaths, yet we refuse to even mention the cause, much less the result. Put up the graph for me, Will. When you see that straight diagonal line, you guys have any control over 
cursors over there if you do. Aaron, if you can pull it off, but don't worry about it. I, I should have told you before the show. There it is. See that straight diagonal line down the bottom right there, right? It goes all the way across the entire screen. The diagonal lines. There you go, right there, where Aaron's cursor is right now. That is normal death. That's where we were before. Notice 2022 and 2023, shall we? That is where we are at. Just so everybody knows. 586,500 excess non-COVID deaths. Everybody see it. That's the facts. That's the real deal. That's what's actually happening. You can pull off that many deaths in a country of close to 400 million. I know they tell you 330. It's not 330. That's a 2006 stat. Joe Biden is letting, you think we still have 330 million people in this country when (laughs) Joe Biden's letting in 8 million in two years? No way. No, we don't. So you can hide 586,000 excess deaths. That's exactly what's happening. Go to the next one for me. Texas Lindsay tweet. And I got another graph for you. Excess mortality is is also ethical skeptic, but it's just put up by Texas Lindsay. Also follow her on Twitter. Awesome. Excess mortality for ages 0 to 24 is higher in 2023 than any time in the last five years, if not ever, according to the CDC. Put up that graph for me, Will. There you go. Adjusted baseline is that nice little line at the bottom. Look at where we are now for 0 to 24. Look where we're at. And look, at look at COVID. Look at, look at 2020. Look, I mean, I'm pointing the wrong way. Look at 2020 in comparison to 2021. Huh. What did, ni- what did 18, 19, and 20 all have in common? No vaccines. And now you have 2021, 2022. And you see people think you have like a 20, 2022 there, which still ended up higher in excess deaths. For ze- these, are, these are kids, 0 to 24. In 2021, you ended up in 2022 with slightly more of their of, of their excess, slightly more excess deaths amongst amongst that age co- cohort than 2021. And people are like, "Oh, maybe it's le- uh, leveling out." No, listen, it's like I told you when they tested Big Ten athletes, 50 percent of the Big Ten athletes had undetected myocarditis. 50 percent. One in 35 people who receive the Moderna vaccination get myocarditis, according to a study coming out of Switzerland. That's the facts. They say one. They say one in 35,000, or it's one in 30, 350,000, whatever it is. But it's actually one in 35. Yeah. There you go. Zero to 24. That means there's like 11-year-olds dying. Excess deaths amongst 11-year-olds are way up. To historic levels. They don't even know if we've ever had them this high. It certainly wasn't. Look at 2018, 19, and, and, and the epicenter of the, of the plague in 2020. When did the deaths actually start going up? And look how little. You had the very beginning of 2020 where excess deaths went up. And, why, and, they, and that's all lies because those are false attributions to COVID. It's just all lies anyway. But this stuff here, that's their own death counts. From the CDC, unexplainable. And yet you have these same people pushing 1-6, pushing transgender, pushing vaccines, pushing masks, pushing climate change, whatever it is, they're still out there saying that we are conspiracy theorists for saying that the vaccines are causing excess deaths. That's undeniable. Let's go to the next one for me. I just had to, you know, I had to show you this. I'm just gonna, it's just 60 seconds. I'm just going to show the first minute of it, guys. 
Anti-lockdown alliance video. It's not just the vaccine itself. There's another agenda behind it. Play for me. I'm, I'm very concerned about the midazolam and morphine issues um, during the early stages of the pandemic. Um, I've taken testimonies from 70 families who, who claim with a lot of evidence, the medical records, that their elderly relatives were prescribed midazolam and morphine, which is an end-of-life um, drug, um, without consent, and then put down as a COVID death, either in hospital or in care homes. And there's, there's, there's a potentially a huge scandal around this, an NG163, which is the protocol that brought in. Because if you remember, we voted to end the Liverpool pathway back in 2014. It was not right. Well, it looks like it, it may have been brought back in as NG163 and, and used to remove a lot of old people from care homes, vulnerable people with comorbidities. But they were all put down as COVID as as, um, as as COVID deaths, and this 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 whole well, they had the NHS in England, which is overwhelmed. You want to, you can't get a doctor, you can't get a doctor on the phone for six months in England, and that's what the Democrats want here. Leverage you into a one world commerce system, they control the access to it. That's what, they, and that includes healthcare and everything else. So they have an overwhelmed uh, National Health Service NHS, in, because it's socialized. Of course, socialism always works. It always works exactly the same. It, wor- it works to create an absolute disaster. So they're overwhelmed, so they just kill people. And then, cl- so they're killing them off using their NG163 protocol. There's no proof these people ever had COVID. They were putting elderly people down like dogs. That's the globalist left. That's what they were doing, like dogs. And listen, Hey, hey, just will go back to that graph for me the last one for uh, excess mortality just i don't even care which one pick one of the last go slides to throw it on the screen they're putting the p- american public down like dogs yeah they're using the ng163 there of 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 uh midazolam and morphine yeah and then called them covid deaths that's before they got that in them uh-huh because they want to lower the Earth's population and lower their own elderly home uh, care costs, their NHS costs. These are the facts. This is what's real. Understand it. And I say this to everybody so that you, when the next one comes, because the next one's going to be climate. Got I, I keep this is my whole next thing on climate. Got it. Maybe I'll hopefully I'll get it to the next show. Hopefully I'll get. I've got so many of these exposés on this stuff. But that's the reality. That's the reality of things. And 635 people are on. We're desperately trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. That's the goal is get to 1,000 on Rumble. Switch over Rumble. I'm being banned off, I'm banned off of YouTube right now. I'm shadow banned. They shadow banned the living crap out of me on Facebook. So please switch over Rumble. I wanted to say this too. People have gotten upset with us at Foundation Church about the Sunday morning service because Facebook isn't a bit. Listen, Facebook bans me. Mm-hmm. They shadow ban me. They mysteriously shut us down when every other part of their network is working. Switch to Rumble. I'm everywhere. If you regularly watch me on the Christian Television Network, switch to Rumble. Not watch Christian Television Network on Saturday, but switch to Rumble and watch the, the Tuesday and Thursday show. And then you always have Rumble as a backup if, uh, if something happens with CTN and the satellite or whatever. But on Sunday morning, we're live on Rumble. Rumble is my jam, man. I love Rumble. Owned partially by one of my favorite people, Dan Bongino. Listen, switch to Rumble. Love you all. Listen, big post game. Stick around for the videos. About 90 seconds worth of, of me and my pipping the church and my wife's podcast and some merch. Literally 90 seconds. 
and then watch the post-game videos. You got to see them. Love you all. Back here Saturday night, 1030. Brief little 55 minutes of fury. I'll see you at 1030 Saturday night. God bless you. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? It can be summarized in two words, Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you.